on a mission to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Synonauts! Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. This is Catcher. And welcome to another episode of Synonauts Exploring the Criterion. In this episode, we will continue our exploration of the hero with catcher's pick, Clouds of Sils Maria. This is uh, directed by Olivier Assayas, starring Juliette Benoche, Kristen Stewart, Chloe Grace Moretz, among other folks. Uh, spoiler alert, folks. This may get contentious. <laughs> may get contentious based on the letterbox reviews I've seen <laughs> of my dear co-hosts. But before we get to that, let's catch up. Catcher, how is fake island life? Restaurant life? Fake island life? Fake, it's a fake island. It's not really oh. an island. We found oh. out. Um, it's just hard to get to by land. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> this week has been pretty crazy. Um, we opened on Friday last week. Mm. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we got, it was crazy. Most of the people who work with us have never even worked at a restaurant, myself included. So there's a lot of like learning on the fly, but right. n- no one who was a customer noticed. Everyone loved it. They are really loving the food. Um, they've all been saying really amazing things. We've had people come from all over the place, but we've just, we've been really hustling and it's been like an amazing experience. There is an energy, there's an energy here right now. Um, we're taught, we just came back from visiting a bunch of farmers today, picked up some produce. Like we're really working with local producers and it's amazing. It's amazing. That's awesome. So real farm to table. Literally went to the farm today, like three or four different farms, picked it up. And it's, yeah, it's, this is like totally every week. I'm just like, my mind is blown in terms yeah, of what we're awesome. doing. So yeah, I'm really proud. And of you guys happening. have like an Instagram la underscore Betolina underscore secret cove. I saw you guys sharing out some of those meals from last week. Yeah. yeah. Delish. Yeah. yeah everything looks great. Also the farms, like all that stuff is super cool. And then Jen, just like backstory. So Mike's, brother's fiance is like my best friend in the whole world Mm. so congratulations to all of you and congratulations to jen because like i know this has been like a huge just like dream of both of theirs for Mm -hmm. so long but also she sent me this like video um and i guess they were at like the farm like the caviar farming place Mm -hmm. where y'all get the caviar from Mm -hmm. but she just sent the video no context and I was like, why are you hanging out with alligators? And she's like, what? Um, <laughs> and it was actually just Sturgeon. giant fish that. Oh, yeah. Sturgeon. Yeah, those guys are big boys. Yeah. yeah. I legit thought it was. Alli- I was like, what are you doing over there, Jen? She was like getting supplies for the restaurant. I was like, y- y'all serve an alligator? What? <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, those uh, a couple of those fish are like over 20 years old, so. That's really amazing. Yeah. How does a fish live that long? That's so that's so disturbing for me, but <laughs> yep. I'm sure it's delicious. Uh, it really is. Uh, yeah. Catcher, did you have time to watch anything this week other than uh 
in your between life the restaurant you opening. <laughs> yeah. No, I like have not even been on my phone. I've basically mm. abandoned any discords I'm in. Uh, mm. All of my family. Oh, we're we're aware. Trust me. Yeah. We're holding some... it down for you, though. I Don't you worry. You'll, you'll catch up on shenanigans when. Uh... Yeah, just just search your name in the seventy millimeter Discord. Yeah. Yeah, you're in for a treat. <laughs> okay, perfect, y'all. Whenever I get a chance to do that, I will. I and uh, always at the, always on our minds, yeah, buddy. Even our minds when you're gone. You. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Before we get to what you watched this week, can you give us uh-huh. like a two or three sentence thought? on the lunchbox oh yeah that's a great point yeah oh okay so a i loved um like listening to you guys talk about it i watched that movie i loved it like deaf like 100 percent a five star rating for me um i was super stoked to talk about it unfortunately life got a little bumpy but um (laughs) 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 um Absolutely loved it. I thought it was just so heartfelt, so beautiful, such a well-told story. Also such an interesting way to like frame this like human connection in the midst Mm -hmm. of this like crazy, don't even know how it's possibly logistical Mm -hmm. delivery service, which is like absolutely captivating. Um, Agree that like the leads, that their performances are just out of this world incredible mm-hmm. um and also fun like I, I like i went through probably every emotion just like mm-hmm. you know just like a little teary some laughs you know mm-hmm. the moment like um with the paintings mm-hmm. and he's oh yeah like, yeah oh like i just like so yeah, yeah i absolutely just uh, um, an amazing pick i'm so glad uh that got put on our radar like mm. such a good one totally agreed uh mm-hmm. well i'm glad we all aligned and we're in a happy place before we get to the rest of this conversation but boom <laughs> what is your uh <laughs> when you watch I, your letterbox was insane so what are yes. what's like a highlight or two yeah i wasn't out much um so i was watching a lot of movies I watched Top Gun for the first time, but like oh. Ian, I feel like you're about to go off on like Top Gun Mavericks, so mm. that's fine. I'm sure we'll have t- conversations about it. Um, watch <laughs> this really incredible, ridiculous, um, like Bollywood epic called yes. RRR. It just God, came out on Netflix. That. Yeah, you guys definitely need to watch it. I, I honestly like was thinking, should I change my pairing to this film but like it's literally the only thing it has in common with the heroes that it's an indian film like not much else like i know that the lead character's a like a bollywood star but Uh it's just insane on so many levels and it's so action-packed and it's just such it's an absolute riot um (laughs) in ways i can't even describe it's so over the top but it's so heartfelt. It's so, it's like ridiculous and just like epic and hilarious. It's everything. So people should definitely watch it. It's three hours, but it feels like it's 10 minutes. Oh. Um, and it's also like uh, pretty homoerotic as well. Mm. I know like Top Gun, it like, cause I watched Top Gun. The hook for me to watch Top Gun was like that. It was homoerotic. So if he's like, listen, just watch Top Gun, it's gay. I was like, okay, perfect. 
Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then yeah, and you and realized it was, kind of, and you were like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and then those yeah. suspicions were confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that was great. And then I went to the theater on Saturday and I watched um, Men, mm. the new A twenty four. They're mm-hmm. having a good year, obviously. Mm-hmm. Alex Garland. But yeah, a lot of mixed reviews. But I personally really liked Men. Um, I went into it expecting it to be like a dead dove situation. I was 100% expecting like not uh-huh. to like it. I'm pretty over like narrative horror. I feel like we had our moment with like Get Out and yeah. Midsummer, and that was peak. And like from here, we're just like, what are, what are we even, why are sure. we doing this? Yeah, I don't know. I like this because I thought it was just very kind of simple like the characters Mm. in it were obviously there to like serve a narrative purpose but at the same time it was more coming from the perspective of like this is just known and like then it was just like a good solid horror film almost um that did leave a lot up for interpretation interpretation like a lot of really interesting visuals that kind of like I imagine will resonate with people in like really different ways, which after kind of like reading some stuff from like Alex Garland seems to be exactly what he intended to do. Kind of like a Rorschach, like Mm. test Mm. almost. Um, So yeah, I thought it was great, but definitely understand why um, people aren't hundred percent vibing with it. It is absolutely disgusting. So I like that. If you're like gore meter, if you're kind of like low on the, gore life uh maybe skip this one yeah otherwise i I need to watch it i'm a fan of jesse buckley i like alex garland i'm not like on the alex garland cult like everyone else but i do like his movies Mm -hmm. um yes i i do need to see men for sure yeah um awesome let's see on my end top gun (laughs) maverick baby three years coming that was me watching the movie, but also it was three years coming <laughs> to see this film. No, no you don't. I need to go now. No, you don't. Because I first saw this at Comic-Con back in 2019, and I was covering it with IMDb, and I said that was the number one trailer out of Comic-Con Incredible. 2019. Yeah. And my lord, did it deliver. Unreal. I had two key thoughts coming out of it. My first thought, as in my review. If Rami Malek can win Best Actor for doing an impression of Freddie Mercury, then Tom Cruise deserves Best Actor for the next 15 years for what he was able to do in Top Gun Maverick. Like, the shit... Like, the Academy obviously will never, ever give Tom Cruise an Oscar for X number of reasons. But, like, the man is flying fucking real fighter jets in this movie like like we're gonna award someone for acting like freddie mercury but we're not gonna award someone who learns how to fly fighter jets come on make it make sense america come on uh my second thought is that every team behind a reboot that's in production needs to watch maverick and then literally think about if they should continue making their reboot because tom cruise made this movie with the pure intention of making it awesome. Like there is not one second he phoned in. There's not one second the cast phones in and just the passion behind the movie. You can feel it like it's so good. 
there are so many nods and like fan service moments to the original. It's just, I mean, it was just incredible. Like Tom will save blockbuster movies. Anyone else who is completely bored of superhero movies or like shitty, you know, big budget action movies, watch Top Gun Maverick and you will believe in cinema again. It was that good. It was unbelievable. Do you believe? I have yeah. I have it it's penned into my schedule next Tuesday. Good. So you need to how, do swim do you have to, to like, wherever yeah. you have to go. I mean yeah. it's how are you getting there? It's playing at the theater in town. It's just okay. not gonna Perfect. be Dolby. You know? It's but, fine. It honestly it's not it's gonna, gonna matter. Okay. Like Dolby was incredible, but it's also not gonna matter because it's so I didn't even know this movie was coming out until like a week ago, but uh, I will go to Dolby on your behalf. Thank you. I see it on the biggest, <laughs> loudest screen just for you. I uh, I have been ever since Miles Teller did the slow motion shake on the beach in the first trailer. Yeah. I have been he, desperately waiting for this movie to come. So he looks just like Goose. It's crazy. Like, it's unsettling. And like his mannerisms, too, not just like the mustache and everything, but like his mannerisms. Oh, God. So good. So good. I hate that when Slim is, is also, right, but he's right on this. I like guess sounds like that. <laughs> that movie let's look at our friends here on Letterboxd what are they saying oh here let's take a look let's take a look Bex five stars Neil five stars Bex Jordan right. ex-guest of the show four stars I'll still take it uh, let's see King Diamond Jordan. five stars Jasher five stars Slim obviously five stars I mean <laughs> come on people this is the event of the summer. And what's crazy, it's too, is... It's been a lot. It's been a lot. They also <laughs> dropped that Mission Impossible trailer. Yes. Which looks... Oh. The trailer Unreal. is amazing. amazing. Like, it I don't know amazing. if the movie itself will be It's going to be amazing. But, I've enough. never seen any of the Boom. Mission Impossible movies, but I just remember... Like, one of, of the them. trailers, and he, uh, Tom Cruise is, like, back his back to like a cliff or something just like yeah yeah it's three star fishing two. A, that's two a cliff i don't know two. there's it's chaotic but there's a there, like mission impossible is interesting in tom's filmography because he is doing this in the middle of like the katie holmes thing when like the whole scientology thing catches up with him and where he basically stops making like anything for the most else. part anything else other than who movies he wants he produces and so at a certain point like i think at around like four Three is good. They're all good, but at four beyond, he is just making these movies for basically himself and knowing fans like love to see him do insane shit. And when they like make that turn, it's just unbelievable yeah. all the way through because every movie he does something fucking crazy. Uh, and I cannot wait to see. What and he, he does. does it in IRL, right? Yes, like, he does. No, he has. He does all his own stunts. He does no like green screen. <laughs> He's a fucking maniac. He's uh, so chaotic. Oh my god! The most charismatic cult leader in the history of cult yeah. leaders. Like he's incredible. We have, oh my god! We've forgotten. We have forgotten. I this. would join Scientology <laughs> for Tom. Get... No, don't, guys. No science. <laughs> no. 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 Um, also, what do they have on him? Like, oh Jesus I mean, Christ! Or is he just running? I can't. We can't. Let's go. Yeah. Come on, next. Enough. Yeah. Enough. I will not take Tom slander in here. That's right. Um, should we get into it? Is it time? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. God. All right. So let's get into our conversation of Clouds of Sils Maria, the synopsis. 
according to Letterboxd. Uh, a veteran actress comes face-to-face with an uncomfortable reflection of herself when she agrees to take on a part in a revival of the play that launched her career 20 years earlier. Catcher, take us away. All right, everyone, let's get into our time machines. All the way back to 1985, Juliette Binoche stars in a film called Rendezvous, which basically sends her to the moon in regards to stardom. That film is directed by someone else, but script was written uh, by Mr. Olivier... How do we pronounce this? Asias? Asias? Asias. Asias. Yeah, so Olivier Asias. Um, so he worked on the script on that movie, and um, they formed a small bond, and would later um, go on. He would go later go on to direct a film called Summer Hours with her, uh, and they had a great relationship. But she had felt at the time that basically, there uh, she co-starred with two other men. And she just felt like the vibe on set, she didn't really get a chance to work with him in a really compelling way. She just kind of felt like on the outside of this sort of boys club filming Mm. experience, um, but was desperate to work with him. So she started speaking with him and she felt like, hey, we really need to make a movie that embraces the feminine. Um, Mm. And that's sort of, I'd like to work on a movie with you. I think this is, that's what I'd like to embrace. Talk to him. They sort of went back and forth and then he disappeared for a bit, for about a year and a half. To write a mo- uh, to write a movie for them for her, um, and uh, basically what he wanted to do was really embrace Juliette Binoche and who she is as an actress, as a woman who is an actress, and her career as an actor, and was really interested in maybe diving into the process of what acting is like, um, and so based, I, I first originally based on uh, what is this play called. Oh, the the bitter tears of Petra von Kant. This was originally the the story, mm. the play within the the film that we see. Mm. Um, and basically, he just the play was too unwieldy to use in the way that it's used in this movie, and so he sort of condensed that movie and turned it into a new story about uh, this young woman who falls in love with an older woman, and, and in the end, sort of breaks this older woman's heart, and that woman commits suicide. So, mm. um. The director really just wanted to embrace, again, acting and explore what the the field of acting and and the um, the process of acting, and um, originally had um, Kristen Stewart in mind for this role. Um, it was given to someone else, Chris, and then uh, Kristen Stewart was offered the Chloe Moretz role. She did not want to do that; felt it was like not deep enough. And really felt connected to this other character. And they ended up getting rid of whoever they had hired previously and brought her back on. And the two of them worked together um, to sort of explore this very interesting relationship uh, between these two people. Uh, And that's sort of like, that's the sort of lead up into the movie. And the movie really is a great, and for me, a really interesting exploration because the idea of this play within a play and the actors are running through line, like running through lines through the movie. Um, and then there is this part of the film, which the director int- says is intentional, which is, you know who Juliette Binoche is, you know who Kristen Stewart is, and you are exploring these characters both through the characters they're playing and that you know who they are as people, as actors. They, it's not hidden from you. And, mm. and the, the fact that the film works on all these different levels, I think was very interesting. 
Um, but it's, uh, I think, an amazing tour de force for acting performances between especially Juliette Binoche and Kristen Stewart. That's where I'm sitting on this. I will now open it up to you guys because you guys, apparently, I have not been on my phone for a week. So I have no <laughs> idea how you guys feel. But I came into this group call and there was some tension in the room. So I'm here to find out what you guys thought about the film because, yeah, I yeah, we'll see. We'll get into it. So I'll start. I'll fall on the sword first. For you got this. My sweet boom. Julia Binoche is phenomenal in this movie. Okay. I will say I thought she was incredible. Everyone else I thought was borderline unwatchable. My God. <laughs> what? I actually had a thought Chloe of Moritz, being like... You... Okay, yeah, well... Okay, so like, so like Kristen Stewart had this moment for like... Mm -hmm. For Spencer. People were like, this is her time. I didn't think she was that good in Spencer. Agree. She was also not very good in this. She is just like Kristen Stewart. I, I see her as like... This is crazy. Kristen Stewart is the female fucking Jace, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. They just like they <laughs> just like a movie together too. Yeah. I don't know. They're they just like oh both just act with their shoulders. Like that's that's <laughs> their thing. That's how I see okay. the both of them. Yeah. And so when I'm seeing like Juliet Binoche give like I think a pretty powerhouse like performance, it's it's like it's it's hard to watch because like in the scenes where Juliet Binoche is like learning her lines, which I thought that first scene where she did that, where she starts practicing with Kristen Stewart, she was, like, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And then Kristen Stewart's, like, kind of acting, but, like, kind of not. It just comes off, like, as bad. I don't know. Oh and God. then Chloe Grace Moretz, I don't even know what she was doing in this movie. Mm. Like, that, that, they could have shaved off 30 minutes and completely cut her storyline out. They could have just had her as, like, a ghost character where, like, they talk about why they want, like, what is yeah, the point I of her character? <laughs> my God, I are you serious? I thought that they weren't... <laughs> I thought I actually agree with you, Ian. Like I thought they weren't gonna have her like surface as like an actual person, <laughs> yeah. and I thought that was amazing. But then yeah. she did, and I was like, oh no, like and, what? And, then, and the weird like soap opera. Oh my god! Moment with like the, the guy. pseudo X Men kind of thing. So oh, weird. that was wild. And then, but the, the biggest <laughs> the biggest fault of this movie was whoever allowed. Olivier Assayas or who to keep in uh Juliet Binoche's agent. My God. I when he has two like Skype calls with her <laughs> yes, yes. to talk about her deals, uh -huh. dear Lord, like did they just pick that man up off the street and be like, hey, you're gonna be like in this movie? Because she is like giving like again, like a very good performance, talking about how like she doesn't want this role. It's too close to her. It's too personal to her because of her experience doing it 20 years ago. And then the guy's just like, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Okay, I'll try. Like, I don't know. It, I was just like so taken out of multiple scenes in this movie mm -hmm. because the writing and the performance was so bad to me. I'm, I'm very sorry, Catcher. It's, that listen, you had, you came it's clearly we watched different movies. <laughs> That's clear to me. Uh, but Boom, uh, let's hear what Boom had to say. Yeah, Boom. What do you <laughs> What did I, what do I have to say? No. So going into it, I was like, okay, like, let's just go and see what happens. 
takes off pretty quickly. And honestly, I would say from maybe the first hour or so, I was actually quite into it and interested to see, like, where it was going. Um, I thought the relationship at the beginning between Kristen Stewart's character and Juliet... Juliet? 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 Juliet. Juliet Binoche? Mm-hmm. Um was super interesting especially the way they kind of like worked as a unit to like live her life mm-hmm. um or like you know i was just like okay this is like strange but seems like a well-oiled machine um but i have i kind of agree with ian like there were some moments that i thought were interesting and then it got like really talky talky and <laughs> for lack of a better word and at first I thought it was like really cool the way they were kind of like picking apart like the characters and examining like this character Sigrid like this character that she like once played I thought it was like oh this is so cool it gets a little meta in moments where that like you're just like oh are Kristen Stewart and like Juliet the two characters from the play Mm. like yes they are no they're not it was cool but then it got pretty like I don't know it got kind of old kind of fast like I thought I was just like if I wanted to an in-depth character study of something like this I could just listen to a podcast like I don't know it felt like like a little bit like drilling like it was just like yeah and I was like all right okay we'll we'll get it back to you catcher but just since it's all that and I'll let you be on the you know defend the piece yeah like it just felt like Every moment I was waiting for like Juliet to like look at the camera and like wink, be like, mm-hmm. hey, did you get it? <laughs> yeah, hey, totally. hey, you catch that? Like the play is mimicking my character's life. Right. Like, do you got it? Because like it even got to the point where there were a couple scenes where like, you know, uh, uh, Chris and Stewart and Juliet, they get in like an argument. And then the very next scene, Juliet comes out uh, of the room and like throws papers and is like, you're moving to Japan. And it could be like, oh, Kristen Stewart quit her job, but like, oh, it's actually like part of the play. And like, I feel like the director was very, like, very like, gotcha. Like, see, it could be that. And like, I liked it at first, like Boom said, but then it just got like, I think they like overdid it for me. There was like, the subtlety was lost, I think pretty quickly for me. And so when that subtlety was gone, I I like lost like a ton of interest in like what, you know, what, what was going on in the movie. But, but Catcher. Please, uh, uh, your rebuttals. One, I will say, the subtlety does lose its way. I okay. 100% agree with that. I, I, would, uh, I would argue that it's probably the intent, because he's trying not to hide, like... Sure. He's trying not to hide what's happening, because he's trying... He's attempting to get, again, at that like third layer of it, which is, these are famous people that you know. And so you sort of kind of have to throw out the subtlety so that you can maintain that sort of third layer of the play within the play. And then they're actually real actors that you know who they are. And so therefore have some sort of like real life faux emotional attachment to who these people are. And they're Mm -hmm. playing and he's playing on that. Um, That being said, there is stuff in the movie I don't like. Some of the pacing, like scene transitions, like I am not a particularly huge fan of like the fade to black yeah like that yeah kind of that was kind of weird yeah there's also uh, one particular edit 
between I think it's when she f- arrives at the how the chalet that they'll be staying. It's at. like a glitch. There's like a glitch at it. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Like yeah. what's happening there? Um, yeah. I don't know if it's to signal artifice in some way, but it would just seem mm. strange and it kind of pulled me out. All that aside, uh, the performances between Juliette Binoche and Kristen Stewart are next level. Absolutely in crazy, crazy <sighs> performances. Their ability to be both reading dialogue. So the whole setup between their relationship is Kristen Stewart is Juliet Binoche's uh, assistant and mm-hmm. sort of like a line coach. So they mm-hmm. sit down every time she's working and go through the go through the work and examine the work and are going over lines with each other so she can find her character. Juliet Binoche can find her character for the performance. And these, the fact that she's played this character before and she's dealing with her age and this whole thing and that her relationship with Kristen Stewart is sort of mirroring the relationship in the play. So you get these conversations with which are them acting, but also acting out sort of these underlying feelings. And the fact that you're getting both and it's warping between both of them and it's being, and it's just handled with such care. Like I, I understand. I don't I really don't understand like how you hate this. Like I agree that the movie isn't perfect. Chloe Moretz is like, you know, I I a little stilted like when they when she get I've never really preferred her as an actress. Yeah, so her she's stuff, never her yeah. stuff doesn't wow me, but in particular like the scene that we were sort of uh, have talked about a few times where it really is obviously them arguing back and forth but also using the text was yeah. like uh, like a revelation to me like oh maybe hyperbolic a little bit but like i was just shocked like the the subtlety in it that they can be like that's not something that you can just do like uh, when something is is made to look effortless you can sometimes mm. lose out on what's actually happening you know mm. when you see someone do something really well sometimes michael jordan doesn't look like he's doing much but it's like no, what he's doing is incredible. And if you know anything about it, this would help you. And I think what was really amazing about this movie is it like really dives into the craft of acting in a way that I had never really considered or really thought about. And there's some early scenes between Juliette Binoche and her uh, acting partner from the move, the old movie, that man, that older guy, where they start talking about acting and getting into character and examining a character or examining the text. And I was like, God, this is why I love theater and 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 film and stuff like that. Like, it's just such a love of the process of making theater and and acting. Mm. And it was just like, <clears throat> I've never seen a movie really tackle it in, in such a beautiful way that it shows the sort of complexity that actors and actresses go through when trying to get into a role, when they're doing it well. Mm. And so for me, that's what really blew me away was to, such an appreciation for acting um, because I'm so not an appreciation of performances often when I'm watching mm. movies because I'm such a visual person. So the scene sh- setups and the effects and all that stuff is the stuff that always like tickles me. So for this to just be all about giving you insight into what it is like to be a performer and to like dive into a character just blew me away. And their performances are so are incredible. Like the the back and forth between the two of them is so great. And Kristen Stewart makes this comment in one of the interviews I was watching 
And she's like, the relationship between these two women is like every relationship you can have between two people. They're both mothers to each other. They are both contemporaries to each other. They are both sisters to each other. They are in a weird way, like romantically sort of entwined in a strange way. And how much of that is how they feel and how much of that is Juliet Binoche like falling into the character and like and 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 those kinds of feelings surfaces like sort of almost artificially because she's trying to be in the mindset of this person and what is it like to be lost in a in a in a role and like how what's real what's not like that stuff was just like constantly this film was making me ask questions and giving me interesting answers and that to mm. me is like a film that like I was shocked I wasn't sure what it was going to be and it actually ended up being a movie that wasn't what I thought it was um, and I was so much happier yeah, for I, it. I, I so read like happier. a lot of things where it was like, this is a psychosexual yeah. drama. I'm like, psychosexual. There's nothing like no, no. The, the, the weird sexual tension between uh, uh, Juliet and Kristen Stewart was like my least favorite part. I like didn't yeah. understand like that. That whole thing felt super unearned to me. Mm. Like there's I don't know, like, is she going through like a midlife crisis? Is she getting into character? I don't know. But it. it it didn't like work in my is it, favor. Is it all those things? You know what I mean? And that's what I, that's I to me what's so interesting about it is like it can work yeah. on all those levels. But like if it's not resonating, it's not resonating. And I think I can understand I, where you're coming from. But to me, I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. And I I think like that whole storyline wore on me when Kristen Stewart's like going to meet her boyfriend or whatever in some lake. Mm -hmm. But then like she gets sick and they play this really obnoxious song for like three minutes. That was and like weird. she throws up. I'm with you. And then there. she ends up back in bed and then it's just a shot of like Juliet staring at Kristen Stewart's ass, like passed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was like, what the hell is this? Like I don't like what is happening in this moment. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, the the things like that just made me feel like uh he he was trying very hard to incorporate like a lot of these ideas, which Again, I think some of the ideas worked. And you know me, I really like movies that like sort of try and like examine uh, how things are made or what pr like creative process. And like in some ways it worked. Again, like I really did like the first time they were reading lines because I thought that was like a, a very powerful scene. But then like you, uh, you know, like we, you said earlier, like for me, I just kept comparing it to drive my car and which is like maybe unfair of me mm. because I think drive my car did everything clouds of sills maria tried to do but just like to perfection you know in my eyes like yeah. the like the meta text of the play to the movie the relationships between the actors uh and how that's like spilling out into their real lives and how like the dialogue is matching like what's going on like in their lives but the way it was handled in drive my car albeit it's a much longer film so they have they had more real estate to work with mm -hmm. like I don't know. I, I I think the thing for me is that there was so little conversation happening outside of Juliet and Kristen reading the play that a lot of it didn't feel like, I don't know. It, it just didn't feel complete. Like there's a handful of scenes like where they're walking to go see like the snake cloud, mm -hmm. the silt, like, you know, and like they had that little tiff there, but then like, that's kind of the first time they really like talk about what they're both trying to experience. Have they both been like verbalizing subconsciously through the play mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i think if things had kind of been like dropped along along the way i think i would have resonated with that more because like to me that's like obviously one of the climaxes of the film and i'm just kind of like okay you know i don't know boom <laughs>
What, what do you got? Absolutely. Was there something that resonated with you between uh, uh, Juliet and Kristen? No. Um... <laughs> well, it was weird because it was kind of hard to appreciate for me to appreciate what's going on because I definitely obviously I'm somebody who watches like film and goes to the theater and I love watching like really great performances and I appreciate them and we talk about them on this show um and then it's weird because watching something like this I just felt it to be like very odd and superficial and almost annoying because like it, there was something about it that like felt pretentious but I was like why like it's just we're unpacking like you know the art of this craft of mm-hmm. acting and mm-hmm. and how that relates to your life just like any of us have jobs and it weighs on us in certain ways but I, I maybe I just take like the, the skill of acting for granted because I'm like is it that deep mm-hmm. um like, is it? Is it not just showing up and being present and performing? I feel like, I mean, I can't do it, so I I can't really speak to it. Um, but um, but to me, I just I it dragged a bit because I was just like, okay, like at first I was like, oh, interesting, you know, and then it just like kept going, and I was like, okay, well. I just I'm losing interest in this woman's kind of like spiral because it's like, why is she hanging everything on Mm. this? Like, why Mm. is she only filtering her existence through this like thing that's happened? And of course, it seemed like huge and pivotal, but it's like, has she not experienced like a whole entire life? Mm. Um, Where was that? Like, where was that at all? It was just like I was hot. No, I'm not. Um, but just like in a, with a lot of art speak, you know, I was <laughs> yeah. like, okay, yeah. <laughs> there, there is something like, I think, you know, other movies we've watched in this sort of field, like eight and a half, um, obviously the, uh, the hero, like, I think the fact I, I, not to keep shitting on Kristen Stewart and Chloe Grace Moretz, but I think if they like worked better for me, a lot of the things that annoyed me about the movie wouldn't work because Totally. There's a scene where Chloe Gates Moretz, she's like the it young Hollywood actress. And there's, you know, um, and, and the, the play that being offered where she would play the younger version of, of Juliet Benoche that she had done 20 years previous. Like <clears throat> there's a scene where Kristen Stewart and Juliet go to watch her film, which is like, obviously it's like a superhero movie basically. And, you know, when they get back home, they're kind of unpacking it. And Kristen Stewart is in like full defense of the film saying how like, if this took place in a train or an office, you would like it. And then, you know, and kind of says like all these layers that Juliet refused to do because like it's disguised in a superhero movie. And on this, and I do believe that that merit is true for a lot of genre movies, not just superhero movies where like people who just look at it at surface level, obviously are never going to get the full level of like detail that I think a lot of these movies have. But the writing of that superhero scene was so bad mm-hmm. and Chloe Grace Moretz was so bad. I had a hard time believing that like this is supposed to be like the it girl like this. This play with Chloe Grace Moretz is going to save Juliet's career. You know, I like agreed with Juliet. I'm like, no, she like kind of sucked. And then like Kristen Stewart's defense of that movie felt like 
uh, uh, Olivier Asayas talked to like his nephew or niece and was like, Hey, like, what do you think about superhero movies? And just like kind of threw that on the page. Mm. Like, like her, like Kristen Stewart's analysis felt superficial. So it didn't feel like Olivier was really like earnestly defending genre or superhero movies in that moment. Does that make sense? Like it, it felt like he was trying to play both sides, but he really just felt he really real in real life just feels how, how Juliet feels Juliet's character feels. And so a lot of that stuff didn't feel like he was really, he believed in it, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I don't think you need him, I don't think he needs to believe in it. Like, it definitely feels like one of those, like, uh, uh, like uh, Steven Spielberg, like, makes a comment about Marvel movies, and then sort of like the back and forth on Twitter between two people, between, like, right. you know, like, oh, no, it's the best. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's the worst. It's right, the best. Right. You know, it kind of felt like that. Yeah. But to me, what's, what make, what, that scene to me works wonderfully because, uh, but again, because I'm buying Kristen Stewart. Um, I don't need to feel how she feels because you're really watching this movie from the perspective of Julia Binoche's character. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. So I don't need to believe what she's like. What I'm seeing is what Julia Binoche is seeing. So of course it looks fake and artificial and bullshit. But the the conversation that ends up happening between the two of them feels real, like feels authentic, mm. feels like two people you know, having a disagreement, especially from the this perspective of Kristen Stewart is now like being tested in terms mm. of what she's willing to put up with in this relationship. Like we obviously come from different generations. We look at things differently. And I, I feel mm. like it's, you are sold on that divide in that conversation in a way that like, just for me worked so well, like mm. getting you into the next step of where the relationship is going to like get us to where it go, ends up in the end. Um, but if you don't buy, like, that's the thing. If you don't buy her, Kristen Stewart's performance in particular, like if you do not buy that, then this movie is nothing. Like it really can't, it can't be anything because it's, it's their relationship that's so yeah. vital to it, you know? So yeah. I and, feel and, that. and I went into this movie with, with open arms. Boom. What are your thoughts? Like, did you have, do you have, are you on any side of Kristen Stewart pro or con um, in the middle? I kind of, so I'm honestly not a very big Kristen Stewart fan. Um, I don't think she's very good at acting. I agree with you. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I don't. I'm so sorry, Catcher. No, it's honest. okay. Catcher, I'm so it's sorry. Fine. Honesty is no, key No, but I, like, I do, like, there are times where she, like... There are times where she kind of, like, will surprise you. Um, and in this, I actually found her to be, like, this probably was, like, one of her top, like, least in or most tolerable performances, I guess, would be the way the way to say it. <laughs> because why are you laughing at me? Okay, so <laughs> anyways... Yeah, like, I thought she was okay, but also trying really hard. But at this point, like, she was very green and, like, but what was is this, she? like, I don't know. This, this is, like, a few years out of Twilight. Like, I could definitely see her let's going see. Let's, for let's, let's, let's this take, role. Let's take a look in her filmography here. Uh, let's see. So, Clouds of Sils Maria. I mean... She had done, yeah, I guess all the Twilights. I guess this was sort of, oh, she did On the Road previous to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was, this is probably her like, and like random shit. Oh, like Adventureland along the way. But like, I would say this is probably her second like 
honest effort as a leading role yeah. into like indie film. Okay, that's fair. Okay, I, I think just... she did like an all right. I think she like served the served a purpose. And to be honest, like I felt like her and Juliet had really good scenes together, and there were really powerful moments that I was super into. But to be honest, like both of them at some some points, and because this is like a film that relies so heavily on like the performances. I felt it it was like a little choppy at times. Like I felt like she was super in it at certain points. And then other points I was just like, what is she even doing? And the same with Juliet. Like I thought there were just moments that she was like, absolutely. I don't know if she was like overacting. It just felt very like unnatural and forced. Mm. Um, and then there were some times where it just seemed like they were very settled mm. into it, but it was a mixed bag, honestly. Mm. And then Chloe Moritz was just straight up awful. I just, I mean, come on. What the hell was that? Like, that scene where, like, since she was, like, a troubled, like, young actress, mm -hmm. uh, and she gets into rehab, where, like, that scene where it's, like, a TMZ clip where, like, she, like, runs up and yells at the paparazzi. And throws like, her oh purse my, and stuff. Oh, my kind of lord. Funny. That was the best this... take. She, <laughs> she, they got at that. <laughs> oh, man. This just... movie had a lot of textures. Like, it was just very... Sometimes it would be kind of like grainy and gritty, and then it sometimes it would be like very like polished and like mm. in your face and like bright, and then yeah, ugh, just a lot of a few different vibes going on. I will say wherever it was shot in Switzerland was beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah, uh, I would like to see that snake cloud, the Myola snake. Uh, I would okay, like to see that phenomenon yeah, in real life. Yeah. That does seem very cool. That would be really cool. Um, can we just talk about, though, so where did Kristen Stewart go? Because I will say, like, there was a period of the film that I kind of was, like, trying to pay attention, and, like, I just couldn't. But when she disappeared, like, where did she go? Mm. <laughs> How did she not see her? Another like, question. This is a good question. What like it's it, <laughs> So basically... Because I was like, was she even real? Yeah. I'm just kidding. But, like, what, I don't know. I was like... What are they trying to tell me this, with this? Like, she just... The shot she disappears is a mirrored... Like, a shot that is mirrored earlier on in the film when they're doing a earlier hike. And they mm -hmm. both... They, they are at the sort of behind... Like, the further back ridge. They walk down this ridge, and then both of them come up. And then yeah. in this shot, they both go down, but she only comes up. And then I was like, oh, wh what? And then she's never in the film again? And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, so this means something, but it's fuck, it's weird. <laughs> I don't, it's, it symbolizes yeah, her, just... like, leaving her, I guess. Yeah. Like, oh, she's not going to be her assistant anymore. Like, they've pushed that too far, but it was. It was so and she doesn't, yes. and then she doesn't show up in the epilogue. It does not. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I don't. That's what I mean, where I feel like Olivier tried being too clever and cute yeah. with some yeah, of the things. So just... Also, the play. I was just like, what the fuck is this even? Like, it was like a corporate lesbian drama. Yeah. That's what I messaged. I was like, is this what they're talking about? Yeah. And then I was like, it would have taken place when? In like the 80s? Yeah. Or what? Yeah, I guess. Like, so. I was trying to do the math because I was like, what is this play? Yeah, it would be like 84. And then, something. 85, yeah, and at which the is... end, they're in like business attire. I was like, this is wild that was a really beautiful stage like, though the stage design was, was incredible stage. was incredible yeah um, it was just interesting to see them like 
because it's like so arty and like a bohemian and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like she's in this house in the hills, and then all of a sudden it's about this play where they're like in like suits and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I definitely felt like it was like gonna be set in some sort of like beachside town. Like the play would have been set in sort of like that kind of vibe. And then when it right, then it was like a corporate office. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The performances, if like again, like I said earlier, if the performance didn't work for you, then this movie is not going to land. Like it's all yep. in the performances, and yeah, I have been growing uh, to appreciate Kristen Stewart's some of her roles a little bit more recently. So maybe I was just. Have you seen Spencer Catcher? I have not. No, mm. I watched watch it. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Underwater was the. Last time oh, yeah, I saw I her, I meant to watch sh- Underwater. Okay, Underwater. Underwater is like a. J- okay, sorry. Go ahead. It's amazing. Like, it's so good. <laughs> I don't. No. Boom says no. This is the closest. <laughs> underwater. It was the closest I had gotten to Alien, the first Alien mm. vibe in ages since Alien. I've never watched a horror movie that kind of gave me that as as good as underwater it was just so I was like I watched <laughs> underwater with yes. my friends and we were like this is the worst thing we've ever seen oh my and God. it's like a, it was like a running joke and no I'm not saying this to like whatever but like I'm sure it's great I'll rewatch it whatever and it was like a running joke because we always would bring up about the time that we like paid money to rent that movie and, and would be like oh we should watch a movie and then we're like underwater <laughs> like that's how bad we thought it was and then i remember it was like when i first got letterboxd and i went on letterboxd and it was i still have a david he was like the one i watched it with david and ben and i was like david it was like mike just gave underwater four stars we we're like what the Catcher so <laughs> out here living okay. his best life. Living his o- best honest life. Times. I appreciate that. I we all that. have our, I think we all have our like things that we'll go to bat for, you know? Yeah, like, sure, yeah. Shall we go to our categories? Hell yeah. Uh, first up, we have our criterion moment. So the senior sequence in which you think the film uh, would you know, earns its place within the Criterion Collection. Uh, Catcher, let's start with you. What was your pick? Uh, for me, without a doubt, uh, that sequence, when it becomes abruptly clear that they are, like, arguing back and forth mm-hmm. using the text, um, because it is, like, you're watching it and you don't know what words are being said as as real words and what words are being said as... Uh, text from the play and then you realize it's both and neither and Mm. that complexity of where emotions come from from actors and like how much of what they're feeling is authentic how much of it is sort of this made-up stuff when they're pulling from real life like all this the complications of that i just felt like that was a scene where my review of this movie was um this is like the mirror fight scene from enter the dragon but for acting and it's like this idea that like these mirrors are being shown back and forth and it's just reflecting back like that scene perfectly um perfectly explain or sort of uh uh, what's the word um explains that you know you understand what Mm -hmm. i'm saying it it shows shows that that idea very well so yeah for sure and this is in the criterion collection 
It is. So uh, just so everybody oh, knows. So, okay, so that that is your submission. Yeah. So that's. Um. So let's see. For me, I would say I said this before. I think I I did really enjoy the the the, the first scene where they practice running their lines because I think Juliet Binoche like turns on her character versus sorry Juliet Binoche makes a flip of being like her regular character to like performing in the play like masterfully and then when she like forgets her lines like she flips back and forth i thought that was really well done um so that was for me boom mm. <laughs> our first <laughs> our first ever not having having a moment <laughs> it's fine no i'm sure there was like a moment um <laughs> Warning. Uh, uh, I guess like well the for um, okay the first kind of scene the first scenes were pretty good like when they were it was setting it up mm-hmm. even though it kind of like goes to it uh, actually no it really stays pretty like it's like relatively tight nah it, I don't know it's like it's all over the place but it's not mm. I, I'm all over the place um yeah, let's say like the first few scenes when they're on the train. Oh yeah. Also the fact that she just like imagine you're on the on the phone with somebody. Like what she's on the phone with a divorce, yeah, divorce lawyer. lawyer. And yeah. then she's like going to like honor this person who just dies. And then she Kristen Stewart just writes it in Sharpie in a notebook and is like, yo, this guy's dead. Like that literally I was like, that's insane. I was just like, why was it so it was actually interesting. Like, that's kind of one of the things that hooked me at the beginning of the film because I was just like, why was it, why did it need to be, like, why couldn't she have just waited for her to get off the phone? Like, why did it have to be, like, that second to the point that she had to write it on a notepad? <laughs> it was wild. I was like, okay, this is going to be quirky. But yeah. Next category. Uh, how do we think it relates to our original pick for this month of exploration, which is the hero? Uh, uh, reverse boom. I mean, I think it's a great pairing yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it takes place on a train, as we just discussed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also just kind of like this inward exploration of, you know, being, I don't know, like acting, obviously, but mm. being somebody who means things to other people Mm. i think for Mm -hmm. like the character and the hero it's a little bit more about that i think this character we see in like sills maria is like a little bit more her world is a little bit smaller um but still just like this these interesting reflections of just kind of like who you are and Mm you know why you do the things you do and why it's important or not important yeah um yeah nice uh let's see for me for me i would say yes i agree with you like i think there are a lot of like really interesting parallels against the train i think the way it looks at someone's like someone going into the twilight years of their career right and the hero the main character he's nervous because that movie's about the release he thinks is going to be his first bomb um, and in this, <clears throat> she's very nervous to take on this new role because it like really just says highlights how much older she is than when she 
first broke out to become a star. Um, so I think there are like definitely a lot of clear parallels, and I think it was a great pick to discuss like alongside of of the hero. I think there's plenty of comparisons to to be made there. So yeah, good pick. Catch. Yeah. Um. I mean. Yeah. Like all. I think everything you guys have said is is really good. <laughs> like uh, it's. You guys were so poo poo on it, but it sounds like it was a great film. Interesting. Um, no. No. It no. Was... I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, but I. It was like medium good. Yeah. 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 For sure. Medium good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. I think uh, the whole idea of like um, getting into. Act like the hero does this really interesting thing where you examine like his past and and in in most cases you're literally seeing it um and in this movie you're you're they're hinted at but in stories about what's happened to her in her her history but it's really fascinating to watch how people like the pasts of people sort of influence who they become um especially in this case both of them being actors and sort of the effect that that's had on their careers and the roles that they've chosen and um in that way, like there's a lot of parallels, especially with how she sort of is handling taking on the role. Ian, like you said, being very reluctant mm-hmm. to even take on this role because mm-hmm. you know it's it, this is this could be dangerous for her in terms of like, like uh, opening herself up to mm-hmm. being this older woman and giving away her part, like you know her status as yeah. this character. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I'm, I would just be saying more of what you guys said so i'll stop at that but yeah i think that's that's why it really worked out the nice. complications of acting and the realities of the system as well like uh the behind the scenes like what 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 it is to be an actor and open movies and be successful requires a lot of bullshit sounds like so. yeah nice uh yes i i do sincerely mean great pick catcher Thanks. it uh it, it does yeah it was it was a good it was pairing. great it was a very good pairing Let's see, Boom. Do we have any tea with Boom this week as Catcher tries Not to recover really. his soul like... off the ground? <laughs> <laughs> Your soul's going to be fine, buddy. Yeah. Um, Not really. I posted, I asked, like, what everybody's favorite movie about, like, actors or artists was. Mm. But I think I posted a little bit too late <laughs> and nobody responded. <laughs> it was kind of a flop question. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to own up to the fact it was it's a fine. giant flop question. Hey, you know but what? also, I'm like, there's so many, isn't yeah. there? No, there's About not what? that many. About like actors. actors. Yeah. Or like, there's the one with like Juliet. Or no, wait, Clouds Julian of Sills Maria. Is that what you were talking about? <laughs> Clouds of Sills Maria. Eight and a half. Um, Drive my car. Hello. Is Drive uh, my car about an actor? Yeah, oh, I need yeah. to watch this you movie. Need to watch yeah, me that too, yeah. Movie. I'm very curious as to where both of you would fall on it. Uh, I feel like I based on like... this, I really hope Catcher loves it, but I guess he could also hate it since I <laughs> hated did not this. like this one so much. <laughs> an eye for an eye. That's how we roll yeah. around here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, next week we'll guys respond to. Oh wait, Please. people wrote in. I was wrong. I was wrong. Okay. Oh, okay. Living. Sorry, I'm back. Okay, we're back. Um, do we want to edit this out or no we're keeping oh it. yeah okay, or good. maybe we'll see living yeah let's just let's just give people a behind the scenes taste of how uh yeah, yeah. okay ty said living in oblivion what is that i don't know but thank you ty also don't know what this uh mackenzie says my world weird truth bowfinger what's that oh mackenzie yes bowfinger is um 
Steve Eddie Martin. Murphy and Steve Martin. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. Great pull, Mackenzie. Damn. Also, I'm surprised Mackenzie didn't pick Maholland Drive. 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 Yeah. Or is she? Yeah. Wait, she is. She I can't is the remember. Lynch. Yes, the Lynch. She no, she's the Lynch. But I'm just sorry. I meant she like the character is. Are they actors? Or uh, yeah. one of them is one like them an is aspiring an actress. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, sorry, Alex Logan said Cronenberg's crimes. Of the future has a lot to say about making movies. Interesting, because that also stars Kristen Stewart. Also interesting. Oh. I was one of my one of my many options <laughs> for this pairing month that I had was Cosmopolis, which was Cronenberg and right. uh, what's his name, Robert Pattinson. So yeah. also interesting. I think the woman who is in this movie is in that movie. Hmm. Can we keep going? Yes. Yeah. So now, Ian, you do one. Also interesting. <laughs> Uh, anybody else what else we're done that's it thanks everyone nice that's it we got three whole entries thank you thank you so much for saving my question from flopping (laughs) um boom where do we go next week the movie i chose what was that guys what did i I can't remember Thank you so much for listening to me when I talk. Um, you can't remember. I can't remember. We're what professionals is it? in here. Um, I don't know. Do you add it to your watch list? I remember no. getting excited about it. Okay. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, six degrees of sun. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lordy. That's right. Well, I am very excited Guys. about this. Yeah. Okay. We, we got this. Where is it available to stream in America, Ian? Because we have to rent it in Canada. The Academy might have pulled it after. Uh, oh, Will. Uh, oh let's God. see. Uh, it looks slap. like it's available on HBO Max yeah. down here to say it's so oh, it's, it's not on Crave. It could be on Crave for you guys. It's not. Maybe not. Okay. I think I mean, I'm interested to see what um, you guys have to say about it. And I definitely think it's worth a watch. So if it's on HBO, I encourage people to watch it. I've liked it from a very young age. So that's my truth. How do we incorporate uh, six degrees of kevin bacon into next week's episode in a way that feels natural and regular um i don't let's, let's connect cloud of souls maria to <laughs> sick the film six oh yes okay this is good yes 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 okay i like this. i feel like that's are we doing this right now or no no no, no no next let's week, do it. Next no, week. We, i feel like we can't have a week to think about it that defeats the okay. purpose of the uh, game let's see it's Kristen. we can do this yeah. Kristen stewart will smith, to will smith Channing, super easy. donald sutherland like okay Kristen oh, on, stewart uh was in twilight with robert pattinson mm-hmm. who is in harry potter with helena bonham carter who is in uh sweeney todd with uh johnny depp who is in uh Edward hands with anthony michael hall oh, thank you very much oh oh wow nicely done Who's Anthony Michael Hall? From uh, like the Breakfast Club. From the Breakfast Club. And, uh, uh, is he in this movie? It, it says on Letterbox. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. You nailed it. Nailed it. Sorry, I, I clearly have no clue what's going on. I just turned my <laughs> mic on and start talking. I need to cut off. So. Um, Thank you. Awesome. Well, everyone, I just... <laughs> apologize to Catcher for what we just did to him. It's okay. And his poor clouds of souls. He held it Maria. down. He did hold it down. He, he did not he falter in, it. in yeah, the face he was like, of 
uh, exactly. uh, animosity. This is the exact he opposite. He steamrolled by our opinions. He kept his yes. shit yes. together. He was like, y'all have opinions. I got opinions. Yes. It was great. This is the exact opposite of Project X, where I just folded under the pressure immediately <laughs> and then regretted it after. You were up against Maggie and Sophie. It's true, yeah. Okay. Um... Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week for six degrees of separation that we did not forget. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and oh we'll... wait, no, I was thinking about X. Okay, cut the mics. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye, Bye. everyone. <laughs>